0: Hello and welcome to Wellbeing for Dog Groomers, the podcast. My name is Carla. I have been a dog groomer since 2014. Over time, be it before an exam, at the side of a competition ring, or online, I have had many a quiet chat with fellow dog groomers who, like myself, struggle at times to balance life, work and maintaining a healthy well-being. My aim is to talk to both professional dog groomers and mental health professionals, help us understand what triggers stress and anxiety within our industry, why so many of us struggle with our mental health and what we can do to help ourselves. I also want to share stories and handy tips to make life in the salon easier. I am not a professional in mental health and I am not qualified or trained to give advice in this area. I am however interested in mental health and what effects our work can have on our well-being and finding ways to help. So Whether you are a brand new groomer or you have been at it for decades, whether you struggle with your mental health or work with a groomer who does, this podcast is for you. Hello and welcome to Wellbeing for Dog Groomers, the podcast. Today I am talking to a dog groomer, Tanya Salis, who has a hobby that I've been intrigued by for a while now cold water swimming. I was aware of it, but I didn't know much about it or how it can be used as a therapy until I heard Wim Hof's interview on Fern Cotton's podcast, Happy Place. Following that, I have watched his BBC series Freeze the Fear on iPlayer and I regularly listen to his podcast. He speaks of using the mind and the breath to control the body. I was interested in his theory of using the mind to calm down in the cold, to practice for battling anxiety and helping with depression. I would recommend to anyone to look him up because he's the expert, so I've included the details in the show notes. Back to today. I wanted to ask Tanya about how she got into it, why she does it, and how it benefits her. I really enjoyed this interview with her as she's so passionate about cold water swimming, and I want to find out how it helps her in the salon and in everyday life. But if you want to try any of the things that we mentioned today, it's recommended that you consult your doctor for the okay first, especially if you have any medical conditions. This episode contains a lot of giggling, laughing and plenty of swearing but most of all a really good meaty conversation. Tanya has been grooming since 2016. She has a City and Guild Level 3 and she's working her way through her ICMG. She regularly competes and places at grooming competitions all over the UK and she's even won a Best in Show at the Northern Ireland Grooming Championships. She was also nominated Up and Coming Groomer of the Year last year, and she was one of the groomers that appeared on the hit TV grooming show Pooch Perfect. She was an absolute pleasure to interview, so I really hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Hi Tanya, how are you Hello,
1: good, <laughs> oh how are you?
0: Yeah, really well thanks. So um, have you been working today? You've-
1: Yes, working today, but I got finished early enough. Got finished at three o'clock, so it was a good day.
0: Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, nice time to finish that. (laughs) So um, I've got you on today to talk to you about your cold water swimming that you do. Um, Just like to start with, how did you get into it? And can you remember the first time you actually took part in cold water swimming? And tell us a bit about it.
1: So I remember I was walking the dogs one day and I saw these two ladies getting into the sea I just wanted to do it because they they were two older women they were having the best time like they were squealing <laughs> they were laughing they were having the best crack. and mm. I remember watching them thinking that looks like great fun but I was like that's fucking freezing so <laughs> <Yeah>. uh <laughs> I didn't know anyone that did it and then I came across one of my ex-clients she had left me but okay. I had liked her business page on Facebook and she yeah. said she was doing it so I contacted her and I was yeah. like hi Lynn uh, can I come <laughs> so she took me um, Brilliant. swimming. she brought her dog back to me too but she took me swimming and it, it was kind of scary but I was really excited about it and okay, um, I so started I s- in September so, so a little bit was a-
0: warm but just cooling down yeah well yeah, yeah so that
1: will be probably the warmest time of the year to start because it takes like all summer for the sea to warm up. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, that. Yeah, good yeah, so it, it, it was the best time to start. And once I was in first time, that was I was hooked after that.
0: Brilliant. And how does it make you feel like when you're, when you first get in, like, and do
1: you get used to it? Like, I'm not going to lie. So it's never easy to get in. It doesn't get easier. Getting in never gets easier. But then that's part of the fun. And yeah. I think that's part of the draw for people. Once you get in, once you get past that initial stage, and you calm down at the water, yeah, it's great. But I think that if it was easy, it wouldn't do anything. But yeah. it does so many things for you, and on top of that, everything else, it builds your confidence, which I yeah. never thought that was going to be a thing. So, could it
0: you ha- like tell us a little bit about
1: that? Like, how how do you think that yeah. worked, and in what way? So, I have I have, would have anxiety and okay. I so I like freak myself out all the time about swimming um because I'm like today's the day I'm going to die like this is the one <laughs> this is the oh one that's going oh, to yeah. and when I get there and I like get halfway into the water I get up as far as my knees and I start having this argument with myself in my head it been like why the yeah. fuck are you here why are you fucking doing this this is terrible get out now and then yeah. you have to almost like it's, it's all in your mind, this. Like, the water's not going to kill you. It's completely no. in your head. You have to fight with your own head to get yourself yeah. into the water. And every time you do it, you're happy about it because you've won this little battle with yourself.
0: I really like that answer. That's an amazing answer.
1: Like, that's that
0: a really nice little achievement. As I presume yeah. to start your day with, do you usually do it in the morning or yeah. is it any
1: time of day? Well, usually, and I, I prefer going in the morning. Yeah. Um, and it's the best way to start the day because it's that you start off on a high then yeah of course
0: no that's like like really (laughs) well done you because it's something that obviously is gonna cross your mind every time and Mm -hmm. every time you achieve it and every time you do it and every time you feel better so then it's gonna make you want to do it again like
1: and once you get into the water and once you settle in the water it's an amazing feeling but you have to calm your breath. So it in itself is a mindfulness exercise because yeah, no matter how stressed and anxious you are, when you go into the water and the cold hits you, you're you tense up.
0: Yeah. So of once course. you have
1: to breathe and it makes you relax and it lets everything go.
0: Yeah, I was watching um the series with Wim Hof. Freeze the fear, or freeze the fear, yeah. And it was so interesting how he explains about your body learning how to calm down because your body and all the muscles that you use when you get tense and when you get anxious and I know how it feels because it's a physical feeling like if I have yeah. a panic attack you can feel it coming and you you panic because it almost feels like you can't you can't breathe and that it's like those muscles forget what they're doing and that makes you panic more so so the idea of his is that you know, if you get in the cold water and immediately you're going to start like freaking out, you have mm-hmm. to calm yourself down and you're training their muscles, which are the same muscles when, you know, when you stress out because you're under anxiety. It's really, really interesting. It
1: absolutely fascinates me. It's, um, it's the exact same process. And you can... You, you can learn then to use the techniques that you use for getting into the water or just going to the shop or yeah, if you have yeah. a customer coming in that you don't like or anything yep. like that, you can just use the same techniques then. Do you work it by yourself? And so I have a girl that rents a ta- uh, table from me. So okay. I'm there one day on my own and then three days with her.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, because because like I work alone if you know a customer's coming back like you said and they're not going to be happy with the groom because you might have had to clip it off, or you might have had to put your prices up next time or whatever it is that they might not like what you have to say like that it's the same feeling like you say you get all like stomach tight chest tight or everything's yeah. a bit rigid and you do have <laughs> to, and
1: i can totally see how you can apply it so like, it's, it's, it's the exact same thing and I think probably one of the worst things about swimming when you do have anxiety is because you know what's coming and anxiety feeling isn't good but you no. know you're putting yourself into that situation but you also know you're going to push yourself through it and you're going to feel class at the other side of it so yeah. it's
0: definitely well worth it. No that's really really interesting so would you go with someone else every time is that like the safest way to do it?
1: it's the safest way to do it I've been swimming now I think three years so yeah I do go on my own sometimes um but whenever I go on my own I would be extra careful and I always stay within my depth. now yeah when I say cold water swimming there's some people take it really seriously they get into the water and they swim for fucking three miles and I don't oh, do bro. that we don't do that <laughs> no we just no. go in and fuck about for a bit and have some fun and yeah it's really weird because there's this, I think this women community is one of the strangest communities that I've ever come across because okay. everybody is so different, okay, so yeah. different, but everybody gets on really well. And I think I, I met a, a lady, I started kayaking and I met her at it and she swims and mm-hmm. we were talking about it. And I think there's a, there's a certain degree of vulnerability, when you're doing that and you just yeah. let yourself go in front of all these fucking people that you've probably <laughs> never met before. <laughs> and yeah. everyone's a bit nuts but you make friends that you would never have met before because Jesus there's people from everywhere that do all sorts yeah. of different things well, and this is your only things. one thing yeah. in common
0: yeah swimming is one of the things that can attract all sorts of people from all sorts of backgrounds for all sorts of reasons yeah but like you say you've got that one thing in common and I think like it, I've never been cold water swimming in the sea or in a lake or anything anything like that but I've seen people do it on telly um, and I have stumbled across a few when I've been out walking my dog <laughs> randomly in the forest. Um, and when you see them go in, it's almost like, um, you know, when you're at school and you've got like, all, well, I suppose because we're girls, I, I'm talking to you like everyone's girls. That's listening. I know there'll be some <laughs> boys that listen as well. But you know when you get a gaggle of schoolgirls and they're all giggling and they're all excitable and they're all like you know completely ruffling each other up and having a good old time. And That's kind of like how I see people when they get in the water. They're all giggly and nervous and excitable and you know screechy yeah. and
1: screeching and swearing and yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's great fun. It is great fun to be honest because you do you go in and you scream, you swear, and you let everything out. <laughs> yeah. And Hi, I'm going got to do a skinny dip at the end of the
0: month. And I think actually sometimes as like, well, humans in general, we restrain ourselves so much to conform with what's normal that actually to go out and do that, you know, and just have that freedom of shouting yeah. and jumping about and, you know, probably really well needed actually, isn't it? It's-
1: and honestly, so see, since I've started swimming, my fashion sense has gone downhill massively because the sort of shit that I wear going swimming I go out, hairy legs, don't give a fuck. Nobody gives a fuck. No, <laughs> We're you... just there to get in the water. and Well, I, you can like, only
0: see sort of chin upwards when
1: you're in the water. Um, <laughs> when when like, you're oh. in the water, sorry, but you have to get there. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> but good I do. Nobody cares what you look like or what you wear or what you have or what you don't have. Everyone's just there to, to go and have a fun and yeah. calm yourself down.
0: It sounds brilliant. It sounds like a right good laugh. It um, is. So if someone was thinking about starting like doing some cold water swimming like what is it like essential to take with you like what do you need
1: well if you're going to go especially if you're starting off definitely find a group there's groups everywhere there's groups in your local area and everybody's going to be really friendly can you find them on like facebook or like where would you look facebook Facebook. so there's a a group called the blue tits and they seem to so (laughs) It seems to be like UK <laughs> UK wide. I don't know um, why that gave me the giggles. It just did
0: because um, you're cold and obviously. Yeah, pretty floating. much blue Bluetooth.
1: <laughs> there is some blue balls for the men <laughs> too.
0: Are you um, being serious? Is there actually? Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> like all see, that. this, see this. See the swimming group names are hilarious. Like yeah. Um, <laughs> but there's different groups in different areas. Um, I know there is open water swimming uk and there's loads of different groups if anyone wants i can post some links on underneath yeah. this to some of the groups yeah. and so and, me some info and i'll put
0: it in the show notes as well perfect so,
1: yeah yeah and just join the groups and and there's always somebody going to be swimming and everyone's really helpful so, so go with yeah. somebody my must-haves are a tow float it's not so bad if you're swimming in a lake but if you're swimming in the sea definitely a tow float I think what what is that (laughs) so it's basically you strap it around your 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 waist and it's like on a rope and it's a float and it floats around behind you it makes you more visible and also you never know what's going to happen if you take a cramp or something in your leg you have something to hold on to yeah. So it's there for safety. I've never have, had to use it for anything, but I just use it as a little pillow. I can, I can yeah. lie back on. Gloves. So neoprene gloves and boots are always helpful because your hands and your feet are the most painful. So it's a lot easier if you have them. And on top of that, we don't have golden sandy beaches here, so you're usually walking over stones and stuff. So that'll make it more. Yeah, comfortable. protection. Yeah. Now, there are some snobby swim groups and they won't let you go if you're wearing a wetsuit. That's a pile of shite. If you find a group like that, just tell them to fuck off and go find another group because... (laughs) (laughs) Nobody should be able to dictate to you what you can and can't wear. If you want to do it, it's fair. it makes
0: sense, especially at the beginning, if you're not just being in the cold,
1: and you know, it's actually an actual layer of protection. And if it's going to make you feel confident enough to go in, then wear whatever you want. Yeah. Um, and yeah. because at the end of the day, these people aren't going to stand over you and and say you can't do it. So it's a, don't don't feel any less confident, or I don't know what way to put it, but if you want to wear a yeah. wetsuit wear it that's fine but do it you're still, you're still yeah. going to get the benefits of going in anyway and then yeah, you might definitely. after a few times decide to go in without it yeah yeah I mean, that's good advice i think yeah
0: and obviously you probably want to take a towel with you as well some a towel.
1: <laughs> and don't even bother trying to put a bra on afterwards no. no it's not <laughs> worthwhile and do you do it on the days
0: that you work or would you prefer to do it on your days off like or do you just go whenever um, you want to go
1: a bit of both so over the winter, I wasn't swimming as much because it's so dark, but now I've started going. So I usually go a couple of mornings a week before work, and then okay. I'll, I'll go on the weekends too. So it just yeah. depends what I have on. So
0: I've not been going out in the wild, but since I contacted you about doing this interview, I have started doing something that um, I've seen on TikTok uh, a fair few times now, which is cold showering in the mornings. Um, so, obviously, if you've got any medical problems, um, it's wise to consult your doctor first. But the idea is that I have a shower as normal, on my normal temperature. And then before you want to get out of the shower, brace yourself. So, <laughs> look at the thing and then switch it right down to a cold, 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 right? and then 15 seconds is what you should start with and I've done that every morning since and I think we're on probably day six today brilliant and I actually have really felt more benefits than I thought I was gonna
1: good so you're fucking better than me because I can't do that
0: (laughs) I basically have felt like I sometimes struggle being in the salon day nowadays now I've been grooming about nine years I get to about half past 12 and I think mm, I've had a nice morning I'm about ready to finish now <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll get through to about half past two and then I feel like I actually sometimes feel like I'm constrained to one spot and I yeah. feel like all I want to do is get out of my salon and run around my lounge table with my dogs going <laughs> <laughs> because all I've done is just groom dog after dog after dog after dog in a room by myself at one table. And it, to me, I feel so restrained. Right. Yeah. And so for this last week, like some days it's been days off, other days it's been work days. Work days, I feel like I'm actually getting through to about half two before I think, oh, I'm ready to finish now. And it's only when it hits sort of half four that I'm like, I need to get out now. I'm like going crazy.
1: Oh, well, that's brilliant. So at it least it's pushed everything back.
0: It's pushed everything back by, I won't say it's gone, and I still yeah. feel the same, but I feel the same about two hours later. So yeah. that's something that I've consciously noticed. I have also feel like I've been a bit more productive in the mornings. I've got up at exactly the same time I get up at half past six. I get up, I sort, sort the dogs out, then I, you know get my salon ready because the night before I tend to sweep up but in the morning I do my mopping and I do all my finer cleaning. Um, mm-hmm. Usually because by the afternoon I'm like, I need to get out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, And I work by myself and I work from home. So I just come downstairs and I literally can do all that. But I found this week I've been doing things like messaging customers back that I didn't want to message back at stupid o'clock last night. I've been hoovering my house, getting my washing <laughs> up done. And I'm like, where's all this time coming from? Because I've added yeah. a shower in. I never used to shower in the morning. I used to bath in the evening. So I've been adding these showers in in the morning and I'm still getting more done and I'm getting up at the
1: same time. So
0: that, what the, it's like, it's I don't understand.
1: It <laughs> It definitely gives you more energy. And it, so it, it, it does increase your focus and it gives you more energy and it okay. can reduce pain. It's been known right. to reduce pain too. I can't yeah. go into all the sciencey stuff because I've listened to podcasts on it and and it all that really interests me. It's amazing. Yeah. It's interesting
0: to me that having done this for five days, I've immediately managed to extend my concentration. The fact that I'm restrained in one area for me is what one of the things that I struggle with in the afternoons. And it's not that I don't want to do my job. I just feel like I've been in one place for too long and I need to move around and move. do something. Um and that's been pushed back by two hours as well. So I'm definitely going to keep it up. Def- definitely. I don't know how do. I'll s- I know how I'll feel about it in January, um, but we've got the whole summer for me to get used you, to. Yeah, you, you, you can get through it's,
1: and it. And it's it's about discipline too. So once you yeah. get into the routine of it, it'll be a lot easier.
0: Yeah, and I'm quite good at giving up on things as well. Like I'll start things and then do it for a bit and then move on and then do that. <laughs> so I think actually just the idea of the discipline of it will probably... Like you with your confidence
1: getting in every day. Yeah. For me, it will probably be
0: like a rewarding, like I've done it every day.
1: Mm-hmm. I've done this every day, and on and on and on.
0: So, and it, honestly, yeah. it
1: doesn't take up any time, and it doesn't cost you any money. It's no. it if that doesn't save you money. No, no, it's if you cheaper than a cold than, shower.
0: <laughs> yeah, cheaper than most other things that you'd you'd make an attempt to try. What I'm going to do now, if that's okay with you, is just ask you a few questions that I'm going to ask basically all the dog grooms that come on um, about our industry in general and how you see it so what do you think it is about our industry that
1: impacts on our mental health the most I think probably because most people work on their own and for themselves which is stressful and the people that don't work on their own and for themselves usually work for a big company and that puts a lot of pressure on them yeah
0: yeah, different kind so, of stress,
1: yeah. Yeah, it's a very stressful job all round. And I think these days, I <laughs> uh, probably since COVID, but it wasn't never great before it, there's an awful lot of unrealistic expectations from yeah. everybody now. It's very hard not to put th- those like, same expectations on yourself. Yes. So I yeah. think that's probably what people find the hardest now, is try- it's trying to manage clients' expectations as well as everything else. Yeah. Do you think
0: there's any ways around that, like that we could work as an industry towards doing or within
1: our own salons is there anything that you think is like the answer well I'm very strict with myself and now I'm strict with my clients and it sounds harsh but you need it because you can't keep going the way you're going you you can put so much pressure on yourself and you'll think you'll be able to work through it and you only have a week to go or you only have a month to go till you take a break but your body will give up before that like it just can't keep going
0: yeah So you have to
1: be strict you have to be strict on yourself and your good clients will understand and they'll respect you more for it i think that's a very good
0: answer um getting your customers in line getting the hours you want to work sorted not get yourself in in line yeah get yourself in line yeah yeah that's why well, that's the hardest bit
1: sometimes because this is definitely the hardest <laughs> bit <laughs> yeah.
0: so how do you feel about social media do you think
1: social media is a hard one because when it's good it's really good but when it's yes. bad it's fucking awful yeah and I think it's made us too easily contactable so you have clients messaging you from every fucking angle they're Instagramming yeah. you they're with you they're on Facebook they're messaging you they're yeah. ringing you so you can't like it, it's just you, you, can't can't get, from you, feel like you can't get away because there's yeah, so many it, ways that they can get you now you can you feel like you're suffocating because you're like everybody fuck off just fuck yeah. off <laughs> and the, <laughs> I think the other thing too is it's too hard to compare yourself to everybody else and it's all of it's unrealistic I say this yeah. right as a competitive groomer I go into a competition ring and I produce a dog as good as I can produce it. That's not the grooms that I put out in my salon. Anybody that says that they're the grooms that I put out in their salon, they're talking shite because you can't maintain that. There's no need for it. That's not what people expect. But they put these photographs up on Facebook and we all do it. And everybody, like, there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody wants to put their best photographs up on Facebook. But don't compare your grooms to that because that's not their everyday grooming. They don't send every dog out the door like that. Yeah
0: I think that that is a very good point and sometimes it is easy to look at pictures on Facebook and think oh, I could never do that What well, my dogs don't look like that when they're yeah. done like and even if you're really proud of something you look at something on Facebook the next day and you think oh well that thing I was really proud of doesn't look like that you know and it's really really important to remember that actually a lot of the grooms that we see on Facebook are done on people's own dogs or mm-hmm in preparation for competitions and people yeah. are going to spend more time on them and I think to to expect that of yourself all day every day in the salon and to be able to charge realistically for it yeah. is it, it, you know it's a lot of stress if that's what you really think you have to keep up and maintain and do um,
1: and at the end of the day you can't polish a turd so if you, if you your dogs <laughs> are coming in and they're they're ugly or they're fat or they're bald yeah there's only so much you can do (laughs)
0: exactly yeah no that's a really really good answer
1: the thing too I'd like to say about the social media thing is yeah especially if people uh, I think the people that are going to listen to your podcast are probably interested in mental health and the whole well wellness industry at the minute is doing my tits in because it's it's making it unachievable yes and... it's,
0: like, it's like everyone thinks there's it's like everyone's selling something oh this is your quick fix this is the uh-huh. fix this is the fix and then people think oh I've tried that I'm not fixed what's wrong with me and yeah. there's no quick fix it's an no. ongoing life um like you said earlier it's about about discipline about looking after yourself about doing the things that make you feel good um and organizing your business to keep the stress down where possible yeah. You know, it's like it doesn't possible. have
1: to, you don't it's have a, to get up at four o'clock every morning and drink some super fucking green smoothie and do seven hours of yoga before you even start your day. That's no, not you're, you're just going
0: to need to go to the toilet all day. It <laughs> makes day
1: more stressful. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, definitely.
0: So, yeah, no, I think the quick fix idea is something that is very very quick to throw about at the moment like you say on facebook drink this juice use this lotion listen to this music do this meditation it's and a combination fixed- of all these things you know for a long period of time and finding what works for you it's not it's well, not it, all-
1: it might just be as easy as not 15 minutes earlier in the morning and going for a walk it's free yeah but you just need to calm yourself before you start your day it doesn't have to yeah. cost you a fortune and you don't have
0: to yeah you don't have to spend money on an
1: elixir or any of this shit. just no find what works
0: for you and it doesn't have to be out of the mid no i think you're very very wise in what you say <laughs> there actually. so what gives you the biggest sense of pride in your job that's
1: a good question probably my clients to be honest yeah because see when i hear like horror stories about people's clients I think mm-hmm. probably now at this stage, and and I understand where people are coming from. I'm not going to turn around and say all my clients have always been amazing and they're all brilliant. No, but I've got to the stage now that I'm happy with all my clients. They're yeah. all really good. They don't expect miracles, and right. it's taken a lot of time and effort to get to that to that stage. That yeah. just doesn't happen. Yeah, no,
0: I know what you mean. How long have you,
1: when did you start grooming? How long have you been grooming? Now? I think I'm grooming about six years now.
0: Yeah, I've been grooming like around nine. And I think we're probably at similar stages where you've got your repeat customers, your diary's probably yeah. pretty full, if not full, of yeah. customers just just coming round and round and round. What, six weekly roughly yeah yeah and you know them quite well you've been doing them a while you know you know the trims you know the life stories and um their customers that are stayed with you because you know they've worked well for how you work and mm-hmm. if you like you say if you're quite strict with your customers and you apply quite a lot of discipline within your salon then your customers are probably going to be quite well behaved and um, it makes sense, really. It shows that you're, you know, running your business nicely and that they appreciate what you do. So, no, well done you. Because, that, you know, when you've got lots of happy customers...
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah it makes life a lot easier. <laughs> so, when you, when you are at work,
0: is there anything that does tend to frustrate you? What is it, like, your bugbear at work? Like?
1: People treating their dogs like children. I'm yeah. so over it. It's just gone beyond ridiculous now. And mm-hmm. I don't understand it, like... I, I'm not saying that you don't treat your dogs well you have to treat yeah. your dogs well but there's no boundaries and I can't tell my dog no and yeah it, it does it does me and like now luckily yeah. I don't because my books have been closed now for a good while. I don't have any of the new ones coming, but then the girl no. rents the table off me. She has new ones coming in, and I'm just <laughs> sat there looking at them, being like, "Oh, fuck this!" Yeah, <laughs> it's when
0: they sort of like take about half an hour to get the collar and the lead on the dog. Oh, yeah. Door and you think, surely that must stress you out trying to get ready to go for a walk every day. Or
1: yeah, um, there's one customer in particular, and he has a cockapoo, and he thinks it's funny that the dog guards him so I, he'll right. bring the dog into me and I'll groom it the dog will be fine and she's very well behaved when I groom her. but then when she goes back to him and yeah. she literally like runs up him sits on his shoulders and then tries <sighs> to go for me well, now, well, as soon as she gets on her perch she's I'm the number one enemy and that's he thinks insane. that's hilarious yeah that's not it's, funny it's, though that's not no, funny because she's gonna bite funny. someone one day and then she's gonna yeah. be
0: the one that gets in trouble isn't she Yeah, we've had words like this. Yeah. yeah, I bet. Yeah. No, I've, I've had a dog go for me at an owner's feet once, but her husband had just died and he was like in protection mode all around her. That was honestly, that was my fault. I've never, ne- the dog's never been nasty before. Yeah. But he'd gone and sat next to her to have his leaper on. And I said something about the groom. I don't know if he'd had like a sore foot or something. So I sort of went to show her and he turned on me and I was like, Ooh, oh. oh sorry. Sorry.
1: <laughs> I thought she had the shot then too, doesn't it?
0: Probably, <laughs> probably shouldn't have done that. I went to stroke his you know I showed him my hand and went towards him like I normally would but he sort of uh, and I was like oh actually yeah with what's been going on at home I probably yeah it makes sense should have had a bit of a idea that that might have happened but I'd yeah, never done that again no I don't tend to go I don't, tend, tend, to go to, I don't tend to go to foster that our owner's feet anymore just in case but does it
1: do you not get that owners come into your salon and then they don't want to hand the dog over to you so they almost expect you to kneel down in front of them and try and pry yeah. the dog off their legs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> some of them do do that. Yeah, um, since like COVID, I haven't
0: had that problem because I've not really gone near any of my customers since COVID because I quite like my space. And yeah. you know, if I know someone and I'm happy to see someone, people will know that I know them and I'm happy to see them because I probably will run at them and put my arms around them. Like you know, if I'm going to greet someone I know yeah. well. But when it comes to strangers and customers, I don't. I'm not really. I don't really like going up towards people and being too close to people no. all the time so um so yeah I'm kind of like reaching out and I, like, people can't see when they're listening to a podcast but I like reach out <laughs> to the end of my arm <laughs> and just sort of swipe the lead off their hand and say oh, we'll go over here shall we with a little one and put him in the pen while they go out the door so um, I have this uh
1: schnauzer and I've been grooming her for a while and the dog the dog used to go for me every time she came in when the owners were there and i used to say to her every time just put her on the floor don't hand her to me put her on the floor and just give me the lead and they wouldn't fucking listen until this time she tried to hand her to me and molly went for me but better owner in the (laughs) (laughs) tape. that was the best day of my life the best day of my life because since that molly comes in on the floor and she just hands me the lead and there's no more (laughs) (laughs) fight. she finally listened. listened
0: I love that when it's like in your head you're like ding one to me (laughs) oh bless you well um one more thing so other than your swimming is there anything else you do when you think you need to relax what's your ideal of a say a relaxing evening
1: oh see my problem is I'm not good at relaxing uh, (laughs) I have to go out I will go I'll take myself off for a walk or that's why I take myself up mountains I'm not one of the I so I went through counseling and she told me that I did too much all the time and okay where she was she was right but I can't not do stuff so yeah. I have to take myself off and do something else and a change is as good as the rest for me so if I'm not yeah. rooming, I'm happy if I'm up a mountain wrecking myself that's fine it's still it's still rest and relaxation and I'm hated at the time but I feel better after it so that counts for me.
0: No no it's good climbing a mountain I mean it sounds quite energetic to me Um, (laughs) 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 this is like the flattest part of the UK. (laughs) Climbing a mountain to me is literally like you know the saying it's a mountain make, make a mountain out of a molehill it literally is like a mountain. I went to Scotland last year with my partner and we drift between two mountains and honestly I was like <laughs> 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 I was like I'm so claustrophobic everything is so high <laughs> So you come here and it's like you can see like 20 fields away like you can see the church in like the next two towns away that's mad so, yeah I mean mountain sounds great but I think I need about a three-day recovery afterwards. <laughs> I think that's all of my questions for you that I had lined up is there anything that you wanted to add before we sort of like head off or is there like you know anything that you think needs to be mentioned
1: well if anybody is near me and wants to swim sometime give me a shout and, and I'll take you I might even organise doing a little tour of taking, taking grimmer swimming. That sounds awesome. With if beach I mean, go to the if beach. I'm over in
0: Ireland, I'm totally going to take you off on that. You really do really don't you?
1: Definitely, yeah. But I will, not, scream, I will scream like a girl. That's fine, I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's no bother. You can scream as much as you like. Oh, fabulous! No,
0: I think uh, I think a holiday to Ireland at some point is definitely in order. So
1: perfect. Uh,
0: well, thank you for coming on and talking to no us. No bother. It's been Good like, to talk a to really you. interesting conversation, and it's like, yeah, it's taught us a lot. So yeah, thank you very much. Keep up your showers. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I definitely will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, and cheerio. Bye bye now. I absolutely loved speaking with Tanya. I was so interested about how she got into swimming from seeing the old ladies on the beach to chasing down a next customer and it's amazing how she achieves fighting a fear as soon as she gets up before she starts the rest of her day. It sounds like so much fun doing it as part of a group. I always feel like I'm more likely to continue something if someone else is relying on me so I think that's a really good idea of getting into it and it's definitely safest as well. Now it is almost two weeks since I interviewed Tanya and I had already been doing it almost a week before that and I really can say that on the days that I do it I am definitely more focused and I do have more energy and I also don't tend to get stuck in such negative thought patterns um, which can be something that's hard to battle when you're working alone sometimes so I'm definitely going to keep it up and see how it goes. Back when I started the Facebook group, Wellbeing for Dog Groomers, I posted a poll on what sorts of guests you wanted to hear from the most. And you said most of all you wanted to hear tips and advice from other groomers, followed by the ways that they wind down and relax, followed by hearing from mental health professionals, and lastly learning about different therapies. So next week, I will be talking to groomer and teacher Kelly Henley about stepping out into the world of work after you finished your training. But for now, I hope you have a nice day. I'll be back next Friday and if you enjoy listening to the show please follow the podcast, rate us and join the Facebook group Wellbeing for Dog Groomers the podcast. Cheerio!